Welcome. I'm Leslie Canham. I'm Mary Gavoni. I'm Linda Harvey. I'm Olivia Wan, and together we are the Compliance Divas. Welcome to the Compliance Divas podcast. I'm Olivia Wan, your moderator. Today's topic is about weed at work. Are you confused about the marijuana laws? Do you know someone in your dental office or in the workplace that failed a drug test? We realize that the marijuana laws differ between the federal government and state law. Even among the states, it varies. As the Compliance Divas, we bring clarity and simplicity to compliance by navigating regulatory compliance to keep you on course. Please subscribe to the Compliance Divas podcast through your favorite podcast channel or on the website, thecompliancedivas.com. Resources we mention during the podcast can be found at thecompliancedivas.com. Please submit your questions to support at thecompliancedivas.com. So let's get started. We realize, as I mentioned, that state law can vary. In some states, it is permitted to use marijuana for recreational use. Some states allow medical use of marijuana, and yet other states prohibit the use of marijuana, whether it's medical use or recreational use. We are aware that according to the federal government, it is a Schedule One drug and it is not legal. Let's talk to our fellow divas about this topic. I'd like to talk to Linda first. Linda, how does this affect drug testing in the workplace, such as a dental office? Can you share information with us about that? Olivia, these laws are ever-changing and evolving, as you mentioned, and they're different in every state. Essentially, a practice needs to have good HR policies related to their hiring practices. And if they've chosen to implement drug testing, this needs to be addressed in the policy so they have something to go back, as we would say, a leg to stand on. And those policies will be based on what's current in their state at the time as far as the laws related to uh, recreational use and medicinal use. There are different levels of um, legal aspects in different states. So with that being said, the OSHA has set up workplace safety for all employers across the country. So if an employee were to come to work under the influence, um, then he or she may not be as safe as they should be on the job, or they may um, accidentally endanger another coworker, um, forgetting to you know, move instruments or put something in an incorrect place that could set someone up for injury. So there is an employment issue as far as safety in general. So they can be tested and the prospective employee can be tested for marijuana. And when you look at the drug testing and the hiring process, um, usually a job offer is presented and contingent upon drug testing and the results of those drug testing. And that way the employee or prospective employee rather knows in advance what to expect and this is going to be conducted. So any substance that impairs the ability to work or be functional during someone's time on the clock can be prohibited. So this is something that needs to be addressed in each office, first starting with good HR policies. Great information, Linda. Thank you. 
I'd like to share a little bit of information about my state, Tennessee, and then interview Leslie Canham about California. So in Tennessee, marijuana for medical use or recreational use is illegal in my state, except for qualifying patients who need CBD products, but it has to fall in line with state requirements. So in, in Tennessee, CBD products must be, for one, properly labeled and contain less than 0.9% THC. There are drug testing and reporting requirements for employers with five or more in the construction industry, in some local governments, and even in some healthcare fields where they actually uh, require drug testing. Now, Tennessee actually has a voluntary drug testing law. So although it's not required, if an employer, such as a dental office, participates in this drug testing program, the employer would actually qualify for a worker's compensation discount. So I always advocate that to uh, my clients who I serve them on an HR level. So if you implement this type of drug testing into your dental program, it does require testing for marijuana as well as other drugs. And if you implement this drug testing program, you have to provide 60 days notice to the employees before testing commences and also provide training and education. Now we like to offer that training and education as uh, you know, for management people, it's, it has to be two hours for the employees, it's like an hour. So you can actually weave in chemical dependency and prescription writing to not only satisfy your drug testing training, but also the CE requirements for the state. Now, if you have a drug testing program, there is a requirement for retention of records, uh, rebuttal of those results, and follow-up testing. So Tennessee does have unemployment and work workers' compensation voluntary laws that, although it's not required, if you comply with the drug testing program, the employer has a greater latitude to deny claims. So it's something that I would suggest and recommend to employers in Tennessee. Now, Leslie, what can you share with us about the state of California? I know that they have a lot of rigid compliance when it comes to uh, regulations. Talk to us about California. Well, Olivia, you know, California became the first state to allow medicinal cannabis use when voters passed what they called the Compassionate Use Act in 1996. So today, cannabis is legal in California for both medicinal and adult recreational use. But with that being said, California is always known as having very strict regulations and requirements. So there are statutes, regulations, and ordinances that uh, oversee not only uh, the use, but also the producers of cannabis in California. And the statutes also set rules for people who are using cannabis in California. The Health and Safety Code actually has a section on cannabis with rules, number one, to prevent people under the age of 21 from getting cannabis. 
Number two, it limits how much cannabis a person can carry at a time. And then uh, the requirements for medicinal cannabis is number three. Now, also, the other parts of this include uh, the obvious reasons for not you know, using cannabis when you're operating a vehicle or, or you know, obviously at work, <laughs> not uh, uh, taking a cannabis break any, any more than you would take a uh, martini break at work. So everyone has to use common sense in California. While it's legal, there are places where it is acceptable and uh, certainly places where it is are not acceptable. That's great information about California. Linda, what can you chime in? Olivia, I'd like to share that here in Florida, um, Florida allows medical marijuana use for a range of different qualifying medical conditions. Patients can purchase a 30-day, pardon me, 35-day supply of a smokable cannabis or either a 70-day supply of products in other forms, such as edibles, from a licensed dispensary. Um, the regulations do, however, prohibit personal cultivation, growing otherwise, and possession of more than four ounces of marijuana. Wow, that's interesting, Linda. And some of the things we're concerned about are pitfalls that people can fall into. Uh, one of the things that I ran into is where uh, a dental worker traveled outside of Tennessee to Colorado and utilized marijuana and on returning back to this state actually failed a drug test. And then think about how active people are on social media. Let's say that someone is traveling to another state that allows recreational use of marijuana. And let's say they're consuming an edible, whether it's a gummy or brownies, and they make a post on social media about it and the employer or fellow staff members are on their Facebook friend list, well, now that's actually reasonable suspicion. This actually happened in an employer's place of business. As a result of a social media post, it raised reasonable suspicion. The person was drug tested, failed. They had zero tolerance policy for drug use, and that individual was escorted out of the building right then and there. Have any of you run into situations like that? Linda, what can you share with us? Well, to piggyback off that example, Olivia, I did read a situation that happened in Colorado a few years ago. Um, first, it starts, let's back up for just a second and say that we know federal law states that an employer cannot discriminate against an employee for gender, race, age, religion, disability, so forth. But unfortunately, people who use medical marijuana to deal with pain and so forth don't have any rights under that clause. So a few years ago, the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that an employer, this was a non-dental example, uh, was within their rights to fire an employee uh, because this individual who was using medical marijuana and off hours uh, duties um, failed a drug test at work and he was fired and the, and the uh, employer did not have to pay compensation. Good example. Thanks for sharing that. So we see that weed at work is a timely topic and something to consider, particularly for those dental practices that do have a drug testing program or they are thinking about implementing a drug testing program. As the compliance divas, we bring clarity and simplicity to compliance by navigating regulatory compliance to keep you on course. Please submit your questions to support at thecompliancedivas.com. 
Any resources will be published on our website. Thanks for tuning in.